Turn to Genesis chapter 1, and I'm going to share with you a message entitled, Who Made Moms? Well, who made moms? Obviously, we know the answer to the question is God. God made moms. But I want us to think about it because God gave moms some special abilities that only moms have. Men don't have these, these abilities. But where did they get these abilities? They got them from God. So I'm here this morning to honor moms, but I'm also here to honor the one who thought them up, the one who invented them, the one who created them, and the one who gave them to us. Because if we look at moms, we're going to learn something about God. Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 and 27. It says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image. And that word man there is mankind, not male. It's a different word when it says male. Mankind. Let us make mankind in our image. According to our likeness, let them, he's already speaking, see, of male and female. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created mankind in His own image. In the image of God, He created him. Now watch this. Male and female, He created them. Now I'm going to make a statement that might shock you. God is not male. He's male and female. The reason I know, now I know He's a father and I know He's a son. But He's the Holy Spirit. God is spirit. And those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and truth. The reason that I know that He's not male is because if He were male, He would have never been able to create female because males don't know anything about females. He had to be both. Female came out of God. So God has to have female in Him. In other words, it couldn't have come out of Him if He didn't have female in Him. God has male and female. And males aren't smart enough to create females. We don't understand them. We don't understand anything about them. We don't understand how they think. We don't understand why they do what they do. We don't understand even what they're talking about most of the time. Just this past week, my wife said something and then said something else immediately following that statement that had to do with something we were talking about a week ago. And I was supposed to know that those were two different conversations. And it, females have more random access memory than males do. Their RAM is, is, is unbelievable. By the way, did you know what the word female means? It has male in it. Do you notice that? But fee is a prefix which means not. Female means not male. And that's exactly what they are. Opposite of males completely. And yet somehow God created them, invented them, and I'm glad He did. So they came out of God. God created female in His image. Now listen to me. If you want to see the image of God, you can't just look at men. If you want to see the image of God, you need to look at male and female. That's what God looks like. 
And females are wonderful. They have godly traits that God gave them. Mothers have these traits. And by the way, if if your mother didn't know the Lord or you didn't know your mother or something like that, and you say, well, there are things that you're saying that mothers have that, that uh, I didn't get from my mother. Well, here's the great news. You can get them from God. If you didn't get something from your father, or you grew up without a father, and you say, well, all these qualities of Father God, I need these. If you didn't get them from your earthly father, you can get them from your heavenly father. God's a good father, and He's a good mother. So we're going to talk about mothers. Number one, mothers are intuitive. I don't know if you've ever noticed this about mothers, but mothers know all and see all. They are the closest thing to omniscience that we have on this earth. They know what you're doing and when you're doing it and why you did it and what you were thinking at the time. They can read minds. My mother always knew what I was up to. My father didn't know, but my mother always knew. I'm married to a mother. My wife is a mother. And here's the thing that amazes me. She's not my mother, but because she's a mother, she knows what I'm thinking. We, we can be at a, at a party and we'll be across the room and I'll be thinking of something to do that I think will be funny, you know. And I'll just be thinking about it and look across the room and she'll be looking at me going like this. And how does she know that? And, and I'll, I'll go like this. And she, this is what she'll do. And don't you do that. Well, where did she get that from? She got that from God. Because God knows your thoughts. Look at these scriptures, Matthew 9, 4. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts said, why do you think evil in your hearts? Matthew 12, 25. But Jesus knew their thoughts. Luke 5, 22. When Jesus perceived their thoughts. Luke 6, 8. But He knew their thoughts. Luke 11, 17. But He knowing their thoughts. Jesus had mother in Him. Because He created mother. So He could read minds as well. He knows thoughts. Now, let me ask you something. How does that encourage me that God knows my thoughts? Doesn't seem very encouraging, does it? Let me tell you how that's encouraging. Because like a mother, he loves me anyway. (laughs) Even though he knows what I'm up to, and he knows my thoughts, just like a mother, he loves me anyway. God knows what you're thinking, but he loves you anyway. And since he already knows what you're thinking, you might as well go ahead and talk to him about it. Debbie said to me one time, we were sitting talking every evening. We talked for about 30 minutes, every evening, sometimes longer. The end of the day, and it's something we look forward to. And she said to me one night, she said, I just don't have a desire to read the Word right now. I said, well, you need to talk to God about that. She said, oh, I don't want to tell Him. I said, well, He may have overheard you when you just told me. He knows. He already knows what you're going through. So here's my point. Go ahead and talk to Him about it. He already knows what you're going through. He knows what you're dealing with. He knows the sin that you can't overcome. He knows that. And He loves you anyway. God already knows what you're going through. 
So why not talk to them about it? So that's the first thing about mothers. Mothers are intuitive. Here's the second thing. Mothers are compassionate. They know and they love us anyway. Let me read you an article from the San Antonio Tribune. It was a hot 99-degree August day when a 10-month-old baby girl was accidentally locked in a parked car by her aunt. Frantically, the mother and the aunt ran around the car in near hysteria while a neighbor attempted to unlock the car with a clothes hanger. The infant was bawling at the top of its lungs, beginning to turn purple and foam from the mouth, a combination of anxiety and the intense heat inside the car. It had quickly become a life-and-death situation when Fred Ariola, a tow truck driver, arrived on the scene. He grabbed a hammer from his truck and smashed the backside window of the car to free the baby. Was he heralded as a hero? No, he was quoted in the Tribune as saying, the lady was mad at me because I broke the window. I just thought, what's more important, a baby or a window? Now, you think, how in the world could that lady be mad? Now, let's go back and remember something about the article. It was the aunt's car, not the mother's. So who got mad about the broken window? The aunt did, not the mother. The mother wasn't mad because the mother loved the baby. The mother's compassionate. This reminds me of the story in the Bible where two mothers came to Solomon. Remember, both of them said, this is my baby. Solomon said, well, let's just cut the baby in half. One said, go ahead. I don't care. The other one said, no way. Give it to her. Solomon said, there's the true mother. Here's my point. Where do mothers get this from? They get it from God. They love their children naturally because God loves His children and God created moms in His image. After His likeness, after His kind. The word compassion, the prefix come, it means full. So the word compassion, when I say a mother is compassionate, the word compassion means full of passion. A mother is full of passion, and in the same way, God is full of passion for His children. He is passionate about His children. Luke 7, verse 12, And when He came near the gate of the city, behold, a dead man was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. Do you get this picture? There's a funeral procession. They're going from the funeral home to the burial site on the way, and He sees this body, this dead man, sees the mother, Jesus sees the mother, and knows that this is her only son, and she's a widow. She's already lost her husband, probably already lost her father, and here's her son, because he was a man, the son was grown. And a large crowd from the city was with her. When the Lord saw her, he had come passion. He was full of passion for her. And said to her, do not weep. Then he came and touched the open coffin, and those who carried him stood still. And he said, young man, I say to you, arise. So he who was dead sat up and began to speak, and he presented him to his mother. Jesus had compassion for this mother because he invented mothers. He understood what she was going through. Matthew 9.36, but when he, Jesus, saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them. Because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd or like children having no mom. 
Matthew 23, 37. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. How often, this is Jesus talking, how often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you are not willing. Now, how does Jesus know how a hen feels? Because He created hens. He didn't create just roosters. He created hens too. And by the way, the old saying is, what came first, the chicken or the egg? The answer is the chicken and the rooster. But you have to have both to have an egg. Even if it had been an egg, then you would just had a chicken. See? Or a rooster. you got to have both to have them. He created them. He created roosters, but He created hens. He created males, but He created females. God created that nurturing, compassionate, sensitive person we call mom. And He made moms exactly like they are. Now, here's what I'm telling you. I'm going to break this message down for you so you can really remember what I'm saying. I said moms are intuitive, which means they know. But moms are like God, which means God knows. Okay? Moms are compassionate, which means they care. But moms are like God, so that means God cares. Listen to what I'm telling you so far in these first two points. God knows and God cares. That's what I'm telling you. I want you to walk out of here knowing today that God knows what you're going through and He cares. That's the biggest lie that Satan hits us with. Does God even know what you're going through? And does He even care? Well, I'm here to tell you, you can just look at moms and understand that the one who created them made them like that. And then that tells us that the one who created them knows and that He cares. Are you, are you catching this? I want you to remember this. I want you to walk out of here. I've got one more point. But I want you to walk out of here with these three things, understanding God knows and God cares. He knows what you're going through right now. Right now. He knows what you're going through and He cares. So why don't you talk to Him about what you're going through right now? God loves you, by the way, more than mothers do. I'm not putting mothers down. I just want you to know that human love can never match God's love. God loves you more than mothers because I can ask you a question and prove it to you. Would a mother give up her son? Absolutely not. But did God? And God gave up His Son for you. So mothers are intuitive. That means they know. They are compassionate. That means they care. We're liking this to God. God knows. God cares. Here's the third thing. Mothers are nurturing. Mothers are nurturing. Isn't it amazing how little girls have nurture in them? I'm talking about little girls. They will nurture I mean, they'll, they'll nurture baby dolls. They'll nurture animals. They'll nurture younger children. If they're four, they think they can take care of a two-year-old. They just, they are naturally mothers from a young age. They just naturally won't do it. They make good babysitters. Boys don't make good babysitters. You come home and the kids are running all over the house and the kids sitting in front of the, the boys sitting there watching the Mads, you know? Because they don't make good babysitters. Girls make good babysitters. They take care of children. They're born this way. God created them with a nurturing aspect in them that boys don't have. Girls have the ability to take care of things 
Boys have the ability to mess up things. That's the way they come from the factory. First Thessalonians 2, 7, Paul said, But we were gentle among you, just as a nursing mother cherishes her own children. You realize, this is, this is Paul, he's an apostle, and here's what he said, When it comes to the church, I'm like a mother. You know why? Because I beget you. He tells him in another passage, I'm so jealous for you because I'm the one who beget you. I'm jealous that in the same way Satan deceived Eve, he'll come and deceive you. Now, how can a pastor feel that way? It's the way I feel about you. It's the exact same way. God has put nurture in me. I want every one of you nurtured and cared for. This is one of the reasons that I say over and over again, get in a life group. Please get in a small group of people and get to know someone. And don't just come on the weekends, but get plugged into the church. Because I know that the best way for you to grow is not just coming once a week, but to get into the life of the church and get in a small group of people who can love you and pray for you and nurture you and care for you. So the reason that I feel that in my heart is because I've got mother in me. The reason I've got mother in me is because I've got God in me who invented mothers. So I want you to be nurtured. That's why Paul said, we cared for you like a nursing mother would. Look, look at Matthew 12:20. It says, a bruised reed he will not break, and a smoking flax he will not quench. Now, this is all about Jesus. A bruised reed he will not break. Okay? What does that mean? How would you not break a bruised reed? You'd have to nurture it, wouldn't you? You'd have to be tender with it. You couldn't just take care of it like a boy would. You'd have to take care of it like a girl would. You have to be kind and compassionate and protect it and be tender. That's what the Bible says here. Jesus will not break you. Listen to me. If you're bruised, I've got great news for you. A bruised reed, he will not break. Is that good news? (laughs) If you've been bruised from this life, you're in the right place. Because God wants to take care of you and He wants to nurture you and He wants to be gentle with you and He wants to be tender with you and He wants to be compassionate toward you. He'll take care of you if you're bruised. Now, I do want you to notice though, it doesn't say that He takes the bruised reed out of the world. He leaves the bruised reed in the world and I want to remind you that the world is a tough place. He'll protect you in the world, but that bruised reed, he doesn't take out and put it in a greenhouse somewhere. The bruised reed is still in the world. There's still rain, there's still sleet, there's still hail, there's still flooding, there's still all of these elements that are in the world. But he'll protect you through them. The reason that I want to tell you that is, it doesn't mean you're not going to have difficulty because God is nourishing you. We're going to have difficulties in life. Jesus said, in this world, you will have tribulation. I wish he would have said you might, but he didn't say you might. He said you will have tribulation. So we are going to go through difficulties in this life, but he wants to protect us through those difficulties. Matthew talks about two men who built their homes. One built on the rock and one built on the sand. Obviously, we want to build on the rock. But I want you to notice something about the story. The storm hit both houses. It hit both houses. It doesn't say the guy who built on the rock never had a storm. It says his house made it through the storm. So let me explain something to you. God may not take you into it, but he will take you through it. 
The reason I want to tell you that is because it's a popular doctrine that God takes us into these things. And I think some of them, is, they're just life, and some of them you take yourself into, if you want to be honest about it. For instance, there's a saying, well, God wouldn't have taken me into this unless it was for my good, or unless He thought I could handle it, or unless He was trying to teach me something. That's a big one. God took me into this because He was trying to teach me something. Listen to me carefully. God might not have taken you into it, but He will turn it for your good. And He may teach you something through it as to how you react, but He might not be the one who took you into it. It might just be life, and you might have taken yourself into it. You might be in it because you made some bad choices. Or you might be in it simply because it's raining that day. There's a storm. There are storms in life. You know, we get, we get so hung up on this, we want to blame something on someone. We want to blame everything on someone. Have a flat tire, it's either God or the devil. And I just need to figure out which one it is, Pastor. Had a flat tire this last week, and it was raining on me. And while I was out there, I was thinking, now, is this the devil coming against me, or is this God trying to teach me something? Well, I've got a theological view about flat tires that I want to share with you. Flat tires are not caused by God. Flat tires are not caused by Satan. Flat tires are caused by sharp objects. I want you to always remember that next time you have a flat tire. If you'll look closely, you'll probably find a sharp object. And you don't have to wonder, was it God who put the sharp object in the road? Or was it a demon and I just didn't see him? I could have swerved if I'd have seen the little imp run out. Yes, we want to react correctly to situations, but stop blaming God and stop blaming the devil for life. It's just life. But the great news is, in the midst of life, He will not break a bruised reed. Because He is caring. He is nurturing. A teacher gave a class of second graders a lesson on the magnet. She told them all about the magnet and what the magnet does. Immediately following the lesson, she gave them a test. Test had one. She gave them a lesson now for 30 minutes. This is a magnet. This is what a magnet does. Then she gave them a test. My full name has six letters. The first letter is M. I pick up things. What am I? Half the students wrote mother. Now, mothers do pick up things, and that's not their job. That's not what they're supposed to do. They shouldn't have to pick up things. Men should pick up things, too. That should have been a better amen from the ladies there. But why do they pick up things? You know why? Because they want to help. They're nurturing. They just want to help. Okay, listen to me. We're we're boiling this message down. Intuitive, he knows. Compassionate, he cares. Nurturing, listen, he wants to help. He wants to help. God wants to help. 
Please, please, please. I want you to go away with these three points embedded in your brain and in your spirit. God knows what you're going through. But He not only knows, He cares. But He not only cares, He wants to help. He wants to help you. Whatever you're going through right now, God wants you to come to Him. Because He knows what you're going through. He cares and He wants to help if you'll come to Him. Whom did you run to when you were little and you fell down? Mom, right? You don't run to dad because dad says, get over it. (laughs) You don't want to hear, get over it. You want someone to hold you, to put you in her lap, and to love you, and to kiss it, and make it better. Right? Where'd she get that from? She got it from God. If you're grown, but you've fallen, run to the one who invented moms. Because He wants to hold you. And He wants to kiss it and make it better. He knows. Are you getting this? He knows. He cares. And He wants to help. I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes. What situation do you need to run to God with today? What are you going through right now that you need to run to God with? Is it a family situation? Situation in your marriage? Situation with your children? Situation with your parents? Situation with your friends? Situation at work? Situation with your finances? Situation with your health? What situation in your life, what circumstances in your life right now do you need to run to the one who created moms with? Go to Him today. Run to Him today. Run to Him today. Run to Him today. Lord, I want to thank You for creating moms. Lord, I pray this will be a great Mother's Day for every mom that's here. Lord, I pray for every lady in our congregation that's not a mom that wants to be a mom. Lord, I pray this year they'll conceive. I pray, God, that You will open their wombs and that You will bless them with children. That You will make the barren woman a joyful mother of children, according to Psalm 113. Lord, I ask You to bless our mothers. And we want to tell You thank You for thinking of them inventing them, creating them, and giving them to us. And Lord, we purpose in our spirits today to run to You because You know You care and You want to help. In Jesus' name.